All kinds of stuff happening there as I'm trying to bring things up. Good morning. It is Friday. GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. Joining me now is, uh, his name is John DeBritty. Now, John was, is a specialist when it comes to certain things because he was a special operations command sergeant major. I've always wondered, and did I pronounce your last name right, John? Yeah, close enough. It's close Divertai. enough. Divertai. Very good. Um, when you're a special operations command sergeant major, what all do you? What were the perks to that? I can only imagine having those guys working underneath you. That that must be something. I mean, I worked in Comsec Communications and MI, and I sort of watched those guys from you know the other side of the fence. So I always thought that was a whole different world. Well, I mean, the great thing is you get to run around with people that are, you know, top one percent of their game. Yeah, and you know we're just bunch of pipe hitters and going out and doing the job and getting things done Indeed. whether it was in you know first ranger battalion or seven special forces group or or even cag you know it's just you know i served in all those i've served all over the world um down in Colombia in the 90s and afghanistan iraq africa you know so just meeting great folks and it's just not you know, the, the operators, it's, you know, the support personnel as well. Yeah. You talk uh, about the comsec, yeah. the comsec guys. I mean, we had some of the best communicators on the, on the planet just doing amazing things. Yes. Yes. Indeed. Indeed. Um, I, I've been, I've been wondering this now when I served, it was during the cold war and, uh, you know, Ukraine was just, they were just some of the guys we were going to be shelling and blowing up and, you know, just doing stuff too. Um, do we actually have a dog in the fight with Ukraine, the way we're doing things right now? The way we're doing things, does this actually indicate that we have an interest there? Well, yeah, we got a dog in the fight. I mean, but the question is, you know, just because you can do something doesn't necessarily mean you should do it. And I look at it this way. Um, Ukraine, we're kind of, to my opinion, unless Putin attacks a NATO country, and then we're second tier. Right. The EU needs to step up, and they need to start pushing more into into uh, Ukraine, and just not uh, standing by, giving them a pat on the back. You know, I know for a fact Poland definitely wants to get more involved in it because they will be affected. Lithuania, Estonia, same places. Finland's starting to see it. So, really. What I would do if I was in charge is I would just tell Europe, you put in a dollar, I'll put in a dollar. You know, but our <laughs> dollars are not going to be cash. It's going to be uh, three foreign military sales. And I would tell Ukraine and Zelensky that we will be monitoring um, the equipment that we give you and supplies. And if you sell one bullet, we're done. Yeah, but we're just giving this stuff on. to them blind. We're not following this stuff. We don't know where it's going, do we? Uh, not necessarily. You know, we do have uh, controls. So, like in Columbia, when we did play in Columbia, if it wasn't a uh, counter-narcotics unit, then every time they wanted to use something that uh, we gave them, they had to get permission. Now, the Ukraine incident would be a different different play. Um, you know, we can't send guys to the front line. We don't want to send guys. We can, but we won't. We don't want to do that. Um, I don't think it's ready for us to be boots on the ground. 
Right. Again, it goes back to Europe doing it. And um, were you were you, you know, did you thing, serve in the eighties by chance? Yeah, went in eighty two, got out in okay. two thousand sixteen. So in eighty five, when I was in Europe and we would do those combined armed live fire exercises where the Bundeswehr would come out and roll around with us too, they would show up in their M one one threes. Those things would be armor all. They they would be shiny. I'd oh, be yeah. covered in mud. I'd have to get out and check my blood, not my blood, my oil pressure and everything else. I'm out there doing maintenance, pulling maintenance on my 577. I've got an antenna that throws out 19,000 watts that I've got to make sure it doesn't get messed up. They just get out and light a cigarette. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were not, we were doing more for them to defend them in the 80s than they have ever done. Yeah, I was an infantryman over there. That was my right. first duty uh, with the Pershing missiles. And that was a huge political play. Yeah, uh, you know it's a it's a mobile nuke in uh, the counterpart. The Soviet counterpart was the SS twenty, but the problem with the SS twenty would go to wreck, and then they would have to fuel it. The Pershing was a solid fuel system, so we could go erect and launch. And they were fueling with oxygen, liquid oxygen, so it's very volatile. So they had to do it very slow. And, the SS twenty uh, so was the big, the big, uh, the big mobile moving around, going yeah. through the woods, breaking down, break, making its own launch site. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It was the, the nuke, the medium-range nukes. Um, so we had a lot of protest going on. And, man, and you saw it, too, the Polizai, those rubber batons they had. <laughs> oh, my gosh, So, man. So they would hit you one time with this stick and it would bounce and hit you two more times with one struck. So exactly. It would be like they a drum roll. Their wrist and it would yeah. bounce off. Yeah. I was like, holy mackerel. Yeah. And, um, you know, we were playing with their spec ops units there as well, you know, because it was a huge political play. And I wasn't in spec ops at the time. Like I said, I was just light infantry um, at the time. But uh, working with those guys, man, holy mackerel. One of them was an Olympic wrestler, and I was a pretty good wrestler back then. Not anymore. I'm 59. So, um, but, man, he was smarter than my world. He just tied me up in a knot, man. (laughs) It was I'm like, holy crap. Well, I mean, even nowadays, well, even then, even in the 80s, light infantry on the European landmass was sort of an elite unit in and of itself because there just wasn't that much of it, was there? Yeah, it's kind of hard, you know, when you've got uh, motorized, mechanized, you know, heavy heavy brigades, medium-sized brigades against light infantry. Uh, you know, light infantry is just, you're advantageous in the mountains, you're advantageous in, in thick wood um, areas like that. Um, but, you know, as you know, your infantry in that war, um, you had to be supported by your tanks and your armored vehicles. Yeah, mine, mine was a mech infantry unit. We, yeah. we, 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 were the tow, we had the tow guns. So. Yep, yep. Anyway. anyway. That's what you're seeing in Ukraine. It's a conventional war. Uh, you know, it's a tank infantry battle. It's a, uh, you know, go back to World War One trench warfare uh, style. So mm. it'll... And it'll be like that. It'll be locked in for a while. You know, you look at what's in between those two lines. It's a lot of uh, mines, a lot of barriers. Um, so those but, mines will be there for years, won't they? Yeah, you, you know, some after it's some all said and done, they'll be there for years. Yep. Some unfortunate farmers will be plowing his field, and he's going to dig one up. Yep. I mean, we're still finding war two bombs in, in Europe. Yeah. No. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I remember that quite well. In any event, yeah. um, so uh, with as as far as Ukraine goes forward, do we are we, 
and we got about a minute here. Are we giving them just enough to keep up what's going, which is really not really – it doesn't seem to be moving the chains up and down the field that much, whatever we're doing right now. Yeah, it seems to be, you know, we're trying to do a prolonged war, which I don't necessarily agree with. You know, um, I would give them enough to do a Mike Tyson knockout on yeah. Huey Herman, Huey yeah. Herman being Putin. Because when you do that, you destroy Putin's credibility within Russia. And he's out. But here's the problem. If you do that, all right, um, and I wrote about this in my book, some of these things that we're talking about, um, and it's in my NATO chapter. But uh, the problem with that is, is who do you get next? Right. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Putin, one thing about Putin, he'll tell you what he's going to do if you do that. And when you do it, he does does his response. He doesn't redraw a line in the sand like some leaders do. You know, he just doesn't say, don't do it. He says, if you do that, I'm going to respond with this. And then he does. And you got to admire the man for it. Yeah. You know, but... I don't you know. It's about all I admire him for. <laughs> He's open about it. Yeah. I'll tell you what, Sergeant Major, we're going to do this more. I, I, I want you to come back. So uh, uh, I, I can see many good conversations between yourself and myself. The name of the book that he wrote is called We Are America, A Voice from the Silent Majority. His name is Command Sergeant Major James DeVerdi. And, uh, well, thank you for joining me today. I will be in touch, sir. All right, Bill. Well, enjoyed the conversation. Look forward to it in the future. So, and you can find that book on Amazon. It's also on Kindle. I haven't done an audio yet. We'll work on that. We can work on that. Yes, sir. All right. Thank you very much. All right, Bill. Enjoy your show. Take care. Roger that. Um, When we get back, they're trying to make Taylor Swift a psychological operative. (laughs) This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. There must be something different happening now for young people in music. I, I don't really understand it. I really don't. I feel bad for them. I do. I do. GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. And uh, we're streaming live on the WORD Facebook page and the X page. When In, in the 90s, when I was a 30-something, I listened to things like Nine Inch Nails and Corn and uh, Lincoln Park and Soundgarden. And these were all fronted. And all the songs were written by a bunch of 30-something-year-old guys who were, uh, you know, like Trent Reznor. I'm surprised he's still alive today based upon just his first body of work because that was his cathartic moment where he's writing about all the things that had happened in his life. That dude was consumed by demons. But he wrote about it. Apparently, it was a healthy thing for him to do. And uh, now, you know, he's still out there. He's a, he's a middle-aged man now. And, of course, he's sort of lost that edge. But 
at the time, that was the kind of stuff I listened to. Nowadays, everything seems to be Taylor Swift. Nothing wrong with Taylor Swift. She's not my cup of tea. There's a couple of songs to hers that I might shake my head with or something. But, you know, other than that, this is a 34-year-old woman still writing songs like a 12-year-old or an 18-year-old would. And she has a boyfriend that plays in the NFL. He plays for the Kansas City Chiefs, Travis Kelsey. Well, and here's, here's where it gets interesting for me. I'm not a big conspiracy theorist, right? I don't believe in anything until I start seeing something that is concrete. Other than that, I begin to think it's sort of a waste of my time. But I've got a question. Is it entertaining for those of you that sort of dabble in that? Because we got, a, we got us a conspiracy now. So, uh, and, and we get this. Here's the conspiracy. First of all, Super Bowl is going to be a repeat of the Chiefs and the 49ers once again. I don't even know. Why, why do we even have a season if those two are just perennially going to keep getting in there together? But that's all beside the point. I, I, I get it. So this is the way it's supposed to get, be. The NFL has rigged this Super Bowl match, and they're rigging the Super Bowl itself so that Swift, who is involved in a sham relationship with the Chiefs' Travis Kelsey, will be at the height of her power to endorse Joe Biden for re-election. All part of a CIA PSYOP. I can tell by your silence that you're as dumbfounded by this as I am. And never mind that in 2020, without Travis Kelsey and, or the National Football League, she supported who? Joe Biden. Now, the last time this happened, during this part, she was doing this get-out-the-vote effort. And she got 35,000 new voters to register. And that's not insignificant, Right. But at the same time, um, you know, given the the absolute zaniness that surrounds her and everything and all the followers she has um, to I guess we're just going to presume that everybody there except for thirty five thousand of them vote were already registered to vote. Is that right? Is that what we're saying? <laughs> now. And here's the other thing. If anybody's using anybody, I would think the NFL is probably using her to try to generate some sort of buzz because the NFL is in the middle of a pop culture crisis, right? I mean, for those of you who've only seen the NFL in the 21st century, you need to go back right now. Get on YouTube and look for Dick Butkus's Greatest Tackles and go watch the way that monster used to tackle people. He wasn't a big guy. Weighed about 240 pounds, right, compared to some of the monsters that are out there today. He would get out there and do things. I mean, nowadays he would get arrested for, uh, for uh, you know, uh, assault. Football in those days, they used to call one, they, they used to call something the collar tackle where they would grab somebody's head and try to ring them. Dick Butkus would hit people so hard back in those days that they'd be looking out their ear hole of their helmet when they were trying to stumble back. You know, they weren't even aware they were messed up. He would just hit them that hard. Uh, so you know the NFL has become. If you look at if you look at a if you, if you throw a a bad gesture at a quarterback, you're going to get a you're going to get a flag nowadays. It's not like it used to be. Right now, everybody's going well, Bill. You know this is for the protection of the football players. Bite me. 
when we become so risk averse as a society that we get out there and we look at things that are we, we lower standards and then we sit back and it's all for the greater good. Bite me. Bite me on that one. Then we get James Carville. He, he got out there. He said from the Hill, some conservative cable news pundits and online influencers have gone as far to say that Swift, who has one of the largest followings of any music star in the world, could be a government psyop being carried out by the Pentagon to influence voting trends. Carville said, I don't think there's anything strategic about this. I think most of these people are sexually inadequate and they go for all this crazy stuff. <laughs> It doesn't matter. It doesn't. She she's already been out there, and she was big in 2020, and she's big now. And okay, all right. So she's she's going to back. She's going to back Biden. Fine, back Biden all you like. Back Biden all you like. Uh, the Swifties. I'm, I'm sure that uh, you'll you'll get some people to vote that probably wouldn't vote. But uh, most of your people, your part, you're you're still singing to the generation, Taylor. That you you have ostracized all of these Caucasian young men who are becoming conservative. So I, I don't know how far that's going to go. I don't know how I don't know how the conservative young men look at you. But if you're out there and you're trying to listen to some good music, and you want to hear about how somebody cathartically deals with their inner pain, which is not even a theme nowadays in in music that we get today, go uh, pull up some old uh, Nine Inch Nails or Corn or Soundgarden or Alice in Chains. Most of my favorite singers are all dead. That was music. That was real music back in those days. Coming up next, going to talk about China. China's, China, you know, they're still banging, banging that drum. Speaking with Epic Times correspondent Nansu, that's coming up next. We'll be right back. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. China, such, such shenanigans they get involved in. GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. Joining me now from Epic Times' correspondent, senior correspondent, Nansu. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Bill. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir. Now, there's this report coming out now that the Chinese interfered in the 2022 midterm elections. What 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 are the details to all of this nonsense? Well, the details, uh, it's been published uh, uh, by the uh, uh, National Intelligence uh, Director as well as uh, Meta, that's basically, you know, uh, also known as Facebook, as well as Microsoft. Uh, they all uh, uh, published their own reports. Uh, um, what Meta found out was... Uh, uh, during the 2022 presidential election, as well as you know, uh, uh, every aspect of the election, what Chinese regime has done is they will find out the candidates. Doesn't matter; it's you know, uh, governor's candidate, it's all uh, congressional candidate, uh, senate candidate. If these candidates they are they are taking strong positions against the Chinese Communist Party. Then they will use their uh, their Facebook account. They, 
they, they have a lot of uh, tremendous uh, Facebook accounts uh, that spread this information against these candidates. Uh, and Microsoft found out that uh, the Chinese Communist has been uh, using all different online social media platforms to promote the, uh, the issues the, the debate issues here in the U.S. society to promote a division, uh, division in the in the in the United States, you know, among the you know between the left and and, and right. Uh, so so this is kind of like interesting that how they actually using all different channels. Now just keep keep in mind what we just talked about just a few weeks ago. Uh, during Taiwan's election, you know, the Chinese government used TikTok to spread a tremendous disinformation. Uh, it's really to help the candidates they, they like and against the candidates they don't like. Right. Right. So, so it's the same thing, but uh, they have done a tremendous work here in the United States uh, during 2022 election. Now, this stuff that they're doing, is this all via the cyber the cyber window? Are they coming in uh, via the online means? Or how, how are they actually mechanically putting this together? Well, uh, for example, there was a example uh, that uh, uh, there was a, they, they said there was a Facebook account uh, during the COVID time. That, that one Facebook account, this is how it works. It's very interesting that one Facebook account, you know, uh, that had actually, you know, it's had a uh, direct uh, connection with regime. It's a fake account. So what they did was they, you know, they, they published a, a, a report basically says, wow, uh, the zero patient of COVID virus was actually uh, found in the United States. And then later, you know, it, it spread and it somehow, you know, went back to China. Uh, and uh, oh yeah, they say it was you know uh, it was uh, it went back to China through the uh, those uh, uh, a military war game. It's similar to Olympic, but it's a military you know from different nations. They hold a military war game, and that, which was held in uh, October of uh, 2019. So uh, they thought you know they say that was. Uh, in the U.S., the military athletes uh, brought COVID back to uh, China. So now, once this fake account, you know, published this report, then they have uh, uh, thousands of other fake accounts basically uh, quote this report and send this report to different groups in in the Facebook, and then it start, you know. Expanding, you know, to everywhere, and then the the social media platform inside China will, you know, close this and go back to China, and then you, you have all these say uh, uh, old media of uh, uh, Chinese countries. They're closing. They say, well, you know, based on the information on the from the social media, and we trace back that. You know, originally published in the United States, and you know, such 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 such, all the details start coming out. So that's how they handle this whole process. Right. 
Very well thought out. Who came up with that blueprint for for uh, the way they do things? Uh, I don't I know you, have the specific Yeah, I, I would think, but, yeah. You know, Facebook, uh, you know, Meta suspended uh, uh, in, uh, close to the end of last year uh, more than 7,700 fake accounts that link to the Chinese crime suite. <laughs> oh, gosh. I find that interesting because, like what you're describing, I could see how some of those things could uh, actually function and get somewhere. But at the same time, every time I go to on YouTube, there's somebody advertising a VPN to camouflage where you're actually stationed at. Is that is that the kind of stuff they're using to try to uh, mislead? Uh, I'm not a very technically savvy person, you know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I can't. Explain, you know, how, the, how technically it was done. Well, they do it a lot, huh? Is 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 this sort of like a barrage sort of attack where they're throwing so many things in so many different directions? They're just looking for one or two to get through. Well, the you know the Chinese Communist regime they put put on a lot of efforts. If you read, uh, oh yeah, the, recently there was an FBI director. Uh, attended a, a congressional hearing, uh, talk about the Chinese uh, 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 internet hackers. That's support by the, that's basically you know supported by the regime directly. And he said that, that this is what he said during the public hearing. And he said that uh, the uh, the the United States is basically FBI have these. Uh, um, um, these uh, security, uh, internet security personnel, uh, they are outnumbered by the Chinese regime's internet hackers in a ratio of a 50 to 1. Wow. Which, well, meaning, think about this, the, 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 the U.S. security personnel, they have, they not only have, have to deal with China, they also have to deal with Russia, North Korea, bunch of uh, Iran, you know, a bunch of others. But even, say, the U.S., uh, you know, uh, internet security personnel don't have to deal with all these other nations' problems. They are still outnumbered, you know, by the ratio of 50 to 1, comparing with the, the, the total number of uh, Chinese hackers. Ongoing thing. It's always an ongoing thing, isn't it, Nan? Nansu is the senior correspondent when it comes to everything China. He has uh, looked at many things and seen many things and understands many things. And that's why he, at Epic Times, he's the senior guy. Thank you for taking the time to join me today, sir. Oh, thank you for having me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. When we get back, Joe Biden, is uh, he's uh, channeling Scotty from Star Trek. I'll explain that in a bit. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. Well, now he's having to try to walk it back. That's pretty funny. I always love it when a leftist has to walk back their little... The, the, the thing with leftist policy is it always leads to ruin. And in some cases, it leads to personal ruin because Joe Biden is basically slitting his own, uh, his own neck with some of this stuff.
He said, I've done all I can do. Just give me the power, whatever that means. This was talking about the trying to stem the flow of illegal immigrants and address the crisis along the southwestern border. And, uh, you know, what they've been doing. And now, Trump has not been president for three years now, right? First thing he did when he got into office, first thing he did as soon as he sat down, he had a whole bunch of executive orders to undo the other executive orders that Trump had done, right? All the things he'd done. Reversed everything Trump had done. So now he owns it. And for the first two years of that, uh, they owned all of it, right? They had the they had that House, they had the Senate, and they had the presidency. So guess what? You owned it for two years. You haven't done anything about it. It's not Trump's fault. Getting out there and saying that Trump is the problem means it's it's the same thing as saying my presidency is inconsequential. I can't do anything with it. I'm the most powerful man on the planet and I can't do anything about this. So most of the claims coming from Team Biden about Trump and the congressional Republicans, they run everything. They run everything. So as they're trying to uh, sit back and now they're beginning to notice, that's the funniest thing ever. When they get out there, they're so slow on the uptake, they never notice, for example, <laughs> they never notice how bad things are going under their watch until it get until it just is exploding everywhere around them. And then they look up and blink for a little bit. On day one, he began to gut the border with executive orders. He used his authority to end the Trump era policies that kept them outside the U.S. while their claim was adjudicated and extended the border wall and gave extra power, uh, power to authorities along the border to enforce the international boundary. He did away with all of that. And now he claims that he lacks the authority to do anything reinstating border security which is the very thing that he used to create the crisis in the first place, because this is all part of the program. The reason all these places where crime is popping and they're beating up cops and flipping birds to the cameras and all this stuff's happening so that you, you America, you will look at them and say, oh my God, I'm so scared. I'm so this. Listen, just take all my rights, take my meat, take my car. I just want to be, I just want to feel safe. That's it's cloud and piven. It's cloward and piven. Now, most of America doesn't really buy into the Bidenomics thing, no matter what you may see in the polls. Most of America doesn't buy into the idea that Biden is a good president, no matter what you may see in the polls. The same in the same vein that Biden's out there saying it's Trump's fault. Well, it's the polls getting out there saying Biden wins in another house, uh, in another head to head with uh, Trump because, uh, well, because he's just uh, so great. Biden is great. He's so great. Right now, the claim is that the Bidenomic policy has caused prosperity and success, and unfortunately, a clear majority of swing state voters are looking at that stream of illegal immigrants streaming into the country, they're putting that on him. That's his. He own, he gets to own it now. According to a new Bloomberg News Morning Consult poll, slightly more than 6 in 10 voters residing in swing states blame Biden for the increasing or increase in migrants, illegal immigrants crossing the U.S.-Mexico border. That increase saw another monthly record set for the number of illegal immigrant encounters with more than 300,000 in December of 2023. 
61% of voters in Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Nevada, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin who blame Biden is twice the number who blame Trump. Now remember, we're all told that Trump will lose because nobody likes Trump and that any vote they'll vote for anybody other than Trump, except we're hearing different, aren't we? We're hearing different. One thing's I wanted to point out, and I haven't managed to do that along the way, as far as our elections here in South Carolina are concerned, we're in a four-way tie for having the most secure elections in the United States, according to the Heritage Foundation, believe it or not. You know, that's that's what was found. We score very high in all the things that uh, secures an election. So we're doing what we got to do. We're doing what we got to do here. The uh, White House failures, well, they hang like a big, you know, a big Flavor Flav clock around... Uh, the resident's neck and uh, the same swing state residents, well, they'll decide the fate of the country. But they're also going to be choosing their representatives to Congress. And uh, voters are more than tw twice likely to say Democrats in Congress are very responsible for the situation as their Republican counterparts. Their media ruse has finally failed. It worked for a long time. The awakening of America is slow, but it's in progress. It's never over until it is over. Have a good weekend. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas.